0: But, um, yeah, they're a yeah. great group of guys, and uh, we rent Spec Racer Fords from everything from the top national level down to the starting out in driver schools. So uh, you can look them up at EliteAutoSport.com if you want to check it out and get into a race car like mine. Yeah, yeah,
1: my uh, my race shop is right up in the same zip code, so I always like, like to give those guys uh, a shout-out. They do good work. Bobby, congratulations on... Uh, on uh, your back-to-back wins, and uh, we look forward to talking to you as as you uh, as you get the, the 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 triple next year. Awesome!
0: I'll I'll do my best to try. Thanks for having me, Henry. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Bobby. All right, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour and hear from our sponsors. On the other side, we'll be talking about uh, Porsches, uh, in particular the Porsche Cayman GTS with Tom McDonald here on Car Radio nine ten AM.
2: Have you been denied credit or hit with high interest rates? A low credit score happens to many of us, and millions of people are victims of incorrect items on their credit reports and don't even know it. That's why you need credit repair now. Our proven process has resulted in past clients seeing, on average, 11 negative items removed from their credit report and a 40-point increase after the first four months in our program. Call now and request your credit report and credit score for free in minutes. Call 1-800-783-9197. 40 million. That's the number of free phones still available and the number of how many Americans can still get prescriptions free. Free could be wonderful.
3: That's why I'm still working at 77 years old to pay off my prescriptions. I
0: needed to have a a prescription failed and I had to leave because I couldn't afford it.
2: Call now and see what's available for you. Free prescriptions. Over 10 million people get prescriptions free and the program has expanded so another 40 million can. Free dental. Over 15,000 dentists have provided over $330 million in free dental work. Free cell phones. 40 million free cell phones are still available with free minutes and more.
3: Free cell phone would change my life right now because it's something I cannot afford to get.
2: Medical supplies like back braces, knee braces, and diabetic supplies may be covered too. The free RX Plus hotline has saved callers over $12 million on their prescription costs. These free programs are now available to 40 million more people. Call now. Listen up, America. Are you or a loved one suffering with
4: an addiction to alcohol, opiates, prescription painkillers, or other drugs? There is hope. Medication-assisted treatment is proven most effective for opiate addiction recovery utilizing medications such as methadone suboxone and subutex combined with inpatient treatment you can achieve lasting recovery most
2: insurance is accepted so call us now please call 800-625-5860 wfdf farmington hills detroit nine ten a.m superstation a division of adele media who else but 9, 10 a.m. can give you this
5: much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. View. You are on Car Radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best Car Radio Show in all of Michigan.
2: Catch it all right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 9, 10 a.m. Superstation station or Adele media.
1: All right. Welcome back into car radio. You're on 910 AM superstation with Henry Payne. I'm auto columnist for the Detroit news. Great to have you on for our second hour, and uh, give us a call here uh, at the station if you want to join in the conversation, 313-778-7600. We're also available on iHeartRadio live. And a reminder, next week uh, on Monday, our show goes on to podcast. So if you miss uh, today's program uh, or miss any part of it and want to pick it up uh, on your favorite podcast station, we're available on Apple, on Google, Spotify, uh, as well as Detroit News Podcasts. So it's easy easy to find out there, um, uh, both online and live here every Saturday from noon to 2. For readers of the Detroit News, uh, you know that uh, last week I reviewed the Porsche Cayman GTS, uh, which is, in my opinion, the best uh, Porsche out there. We're joined by... um, Tom McDonald, good friend of the program, who's also a Porsche owner. Uh, Tom, how are you? Hey, Henry, I'm good.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to have you on the program. And uh, Tom, you might you might argue with me. You own a couple Porsches. You drove the Cayman GTS with me up at M1 Concourse. That that that, that is my favorite Porsche. But uh, what do you think? What's your what's your favorite?
0: Well, I tell you, from a practical perspective, I, I have to agree with you. It is a well-balanced car. It's fast. It's safe. It's, it, it just does what it should do, what every race car should do, even in the street car. But I tell you, you know, Porsche just came out with something even above that. Well, you know, they have the GT4. Which is a yeah. track street car, and now they just came out with a uh, 718 Cayman GT4 RS Club Sport. So I mean, <laughs> these guys—they are just taking that that mid-engine Cayman and just expanding and extending it, just almost beyond the laws of physics.
1: Yeah, and they, and they do that with all their cars. Uh, they're they're uh, they're very, yeah, they're very bullish on their electric lineup. And uh, I was just out of the Los Angeles Auto Show, and the uh, Taycan and the Taycan Cross Turismo now have uh, GTS uh, uh, variants. So they're they're starting to, to slice up uh, the options on on those electric cars, just the way they do on their uh, gas-powered cars, but. I, I think
0: yeah, one of the I'm difficult things. Yeah, I got to tell you, I think Porsche, though, that that is a company that people really should watch and watch carefully. I mean, these guys are branching out and extending the technology—not just the car itself, but the technologies. Um, you know, their Porsche is working on different types of fuels. They are working with. Uh, Um, a a company in in Europe, you know, for uh, uh, different electric charging stations and and different technologies regarding that. They've just done a merger, I believe it was last month, with uh, putting Bugatti and Porsche and uh, the Czech company uh, Rimac together to form just a super, super car company. So, Boy, they're they're just they're just going everywhere, and and they're doing it in a very very logical, I think, way. I mean, taking that brand and and just expanding it, but also moving not just from the car itself, but just to the lifestyle of what a Porsche and the Porsche brand means. So these guys are on fire, I think. Yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah, and, and they they make up a. Uh, I, I've, I've read that they make up uh, anywhere from thirty to forty percent of the profit of BBW Group. I mean, this is uh, a small volume company that makes a lot
0: of money for its parent
1: BBW. Well, yeah, well, you know, the reason they
0: make a lot of money is because they charge a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and it's interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No,
1: was was just it's saying, interesting that you know, they, they they really do it. Porsche they really do it now with
0: yes. SUVs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's where they make their money. And I mean, you know, uh, every time Porsche came out with a unique vehicle, the diehard Porsche fans were just up in arms. You know, when Porsche came out with uh, an SUV, you know, they thought the holy grail was being defiled by an SUV. And I even remember earlier in my career. When uh, the first Porsche 914 came out, uh, the the Porsche files, boy, they just didn't recognize that as a Porsche. And the same thing happened when the 944, 924, and then the 944, and then the 928. So, I mean, yeah, they they have a a very interesting uh, demographic uh, owner group. But as they were saying before, they're just expanding that uh, wildly. And they can do it because they charge the money and people pay for it. I think I was just thinking last week, Porsche came out with a new paint program. You know, they've always had something called a uh, paint sample. It's where you would tell them you wanted, you know, fly yellow or something, any type of a strange color, and they would paint it and charge it. But now they have uh, paint the sample they have developed 160 different colors for the 9-11. And, oh, by the way, if you want that 9-11 to be painted the color to match your wife's eyes, it can cost you an $11,000 to $12,000 uh, upgrade just for the color. So, I mean, these guys know how to make money. And to your point before, that's why I'm sure that they account for a very, very large percentage of the VW's profitability.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they know their brand, and uh, and they can continue to expand it. But I, I think that that uh, goes into one of the really tricky areas. Uh, speaking of uh, the car that you and I just tested, the uh, Cayman GTS. One reason this car is so good is because it is it is still a lightweight sports car. This is a 3,000-pound uh, sports car with a low center of gravity uh, Boxer 6 engine. Very quick, very predictable around a racetrack as well as the road. The ru- rumors are, from our friends at Car and Driver, that the Cayman in 2025 is going to be their first electric sports car. And that's going to be tricky because batteries
0: – Batteries uh, bring a lot of weight into a car. Well, yeah. uh, As you may know, I have a a Porsche Panamera Hybrid, and I think the difference between the regular Panamera and the Hybrid is about 600 pounds more of batteries. So uh, batteries add a tremendous amount of weight, particularly if you're doing it in a sports car because, as you know, the lighter the car, the faster the car, and weight matters. Yeah, so it's going to be tricky. <laughs> and around that,
1: that. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a very tricky equation for them. Interestingly, uh, we're told by Porsche they're not going to mess with the halo with the Porsche 911. They've uh, uh, that they're going to continue to produce that as a gas-powered car. That's going to continue to be. Uh, the touchstone of the lineup. Uh, what do you make of that? Do you think that's uh, smart branding that they are leaving the 911
0: alone? Well, I tell you, the 911 is the holy grail for Porsche. Um, it is the the car in which the company's now reputation has been built on. Uh, I think I may have told you once that uh, I had heard that the 911 was on the chopping block in favor of moving towards a front-engine, water-cooled vehicle back in the uh, early 80s. And apparently it was all wrapped up that they were going to kill the 911. And then the uh, new chairman of Porsche named Peter Schutz came in, and in one of his first meetings with his product planners, they said, you know, we're going to kill the 911. And... He said, I don't think so. He said, that's the heritage of our brand, and uh, because of that, uh, the 911 still lives today because it was scheduled to be chopped from the product lineup going forward. So, I mean, it is, it is the, the ultimate Porsche. I mean, it is the car that Ferry uh, Porsche and his father, Ferdinand Porsche, you know, envisioned in the the late 40s of, you know, the rear-engine and mid-engine air-cooled vehicle. Now it's mid-engine water-cooled, but still uh, has the same design elements, the same uh, layout elements that uh, originated back in the late 40s. So I don't think they have...
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, that's the touchstone uh, uh, for, the, for the brand, and it will continue here in the United States in the IMSA class uh, next year, uh, even though the GTLM class is going away, the GTD class will be uh, full of Porsches. Exciting, though, Tom, that uh, the Porsche guys are bringing uh, Penske back into the equation, and they're going to have – Penske's going to be running their – Uh, their prototype race team again in 2023, I
0: believe. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that goes back to my early days in the auto industry when uh, Roger Penske got together with Porsche in the era of the first 917 10s that came to this country, Uh, Penske uh, and Mark Donahue and George Palmer. They all teamed up uh, with Porsche and uh, brought in the uh, Porsche 91710, which dominated INSA And then the next iteration of that was the Porsche 91730, which was the, I think, 1100 horsepower, nobody knows for sure, uh, car that basically dominated uh, the Can-Am series, but at the same time, that domination killed that series. So... Uh, Roger Penske uh, and Porsche go way, way back, um, and, and the first IROC uh, cars, in the first Iraq race, uh, Penske prepared those cars as well. I think there was like 15 of them. Um, yeah, and, the first and then they moved into the
1: RS Spider. Uh, we're very successful with the RS Spider uh, prototype car back in the uh, early 2000s, and now here they come again. Uh, with this LMDH car, which will be, uh, uh, I believe they'll run it internationally, but
0: it uh, sounds I very it's exciting right for international, Yeah.
1: Fortune. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and, so, and again, you know, yeah, So when you have a team like, like Penske behind you, you know that every ounce of perfection will be in that vehicle, and uh, the preparation of it, the execution, will be just flawless. So, uh, Tom, you've, you've uh, done a number of laps
1: around M1 Concourse in your 911, uh, as well as this uh, Cayman GTS uh, that you and I drove uh, about a month ago. How would you compare the two on track?
0: Oh, I think the GTS uh, is far more predictable. It was, to me, uh, a very comfortable car to drive. Um, my, my 911 is a PDK, So, uh, it was a little bit different in the shifting. But, uh, uh, for for the track, for that track, that that car, the uh, GTS was really, I think, uh, a clip and a half above uh, the 911. It's not to say the 911 isn't fun. It's still a lot of fun on that track. As you know, I have a Miata as well on that track, and that car gives me just as much (laughs) smiles as the other two cars as well. So, uh, but uh, I think I think the GTS again it is such a perfectly balanced car, and it kind of tells you what, what it's doing. Whereas the 911, you know, you, it'll, it'll jump a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, well, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's yeah, that's it's
1: wonderful that you get to compare those cars uh, on that track. It's great to have M1 right here. Uh, in the Detroit zip code. Tom, uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, look forward to my next drive with you.
0: Okay, well, we'll drive again up at M1. And thanks for having me on. All right, we're going to take a break here. And
1: on the other side, we're going to be talking with Jack Ruth about Hellcats. You're on 910 AM, the Super Station.
4: So you've decided to go to college, that's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. In the park on a bench, on the beach on a towel, or on your couch with your kid, your campus is wherever you want it to be. You don't go to college, college goes to you. That's Independence, that's Independence University. You schedule classes around your schedule and all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet are included with tuition. At Independence U, you'll learn from professional instructors with real work experience. You'll get personal support in school and employment assistance when you graduate. Get your degree, but keep your life. That's Independence. That's Independence University. So if you're really smart, you'd call now. Call 1-800-556-7791. Independence U, for an independent you call 1-800-556-7791. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free, and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-571-8580. That's 1-800-571-8580. So you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U. For an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791.
2: Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax settlement possible. Call 800-685-6150 now to learn if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150. 800-685-6150. I a kiss at the turn of a mile, my curiosity
0: running wild, cruising and playing the radio, with no particular place to go, riding
1: along in my automobile. Hi, welcome back into Time 10 AM, the super station are on Car Radio, and we're now joined by Jack Beruth, who is a columnist for Hagerty. Jack, how are you?
6: Good, sir. How are you doing? Doing good. Am I pronouncing the last name correct, Baruth? You absolutely are. Almost nobody ever does, so thank you for that.
1: <laughs> well, I, I became a uh, Jack Baruth fan uh, just in the last week. A, a, a reader uh, with the Detroit News sent me a link to uh, a, a column that Jack wrote. It's called Avoidable Contact, number 126. It's a series of Ah, uh, columns he writes uh, that start with avoidable contact. Avoidable contact. One twenty-six. How the Hellcat became the only car that matters. And uh, the the article uh, uh, starts with a uh, quote from Yeats, which is uh, which is spectacular. It's always you always know you got a good good car column. It starts with a with a quote from uh, from Yeats, and then uh, has this line: All around us, the automakers around the world are engaged in a humiliating retreat the likes of which we haven't seen since august of this year in afghanistan in this case however there's no taliban rushing forward to take pictures with swimming pools and Black Hawk helicopters rather the manufacturers are rushing to kneel before the ev at the device which has yet to prove itself more than a toy for rich people and city dwellers and what uh, set jack off was that the uh, Dodge Hellcat, one of the extraordinary cars of our time, has been canceled. Jack, what's going on in the auto industry?
6: Well, I have to say, I think we're seeing something we've never seen before in history, which is a genuine consensual delusion. Everybody's got it. And if you if you talk to any engineer in this business, they tell you, they'll tell you that all their money, all their time, All their supplier resources are being sent to electric vehicle development with no genuine idea how they're actually going to get across the finish line to an electric vehicle infrastructure. They don't know where the batteries are going to come from. They don't know if any of the stuff can be made in the United States profitably. They have no idea if the customers will even buy it. But – Everybody is marching on this together in hopes that I think they'll either all magically succeed or they'll all fall together, and, some, and they'll get bailed out somehow.
1: Yeah, it really is a, a curious time. I, 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 think, uh, I think the automakers are uh, properly uh, hypnotized by the technology that's come down the pike. I mean, the digital technology that's come into cars uh, in recent years is extraordinary. Uh, but and, and a lot of that has been tied up with uh, electric vehicles. Tesla, of course, being the most obvious example. I own a Tesla. It's a, it's a fascinating uh, toy to drive around. But at the end of the day, you've got to be practical as well. I mean, these are consumer, consumer devices. Uh, and, and, Jack, you know, you're, I'm a club racer. You're an SCCA club racer. Uh, you know, bottom line, uh, uh, vehicles in order to be good performance vehicles have to be lightweight, and I and I, I do not see how electric vehicles translate to to the uh, racetrack, which has always been a proving ground for for, for automotive.
0: Well, I
6: would agree, and and as uh, you've pointed out, you have a couple difficulties. There's the battery weight, and there's there's no magic bullet ahead for for battery weight. You know, there's. There are many ideas as to what will happen with batteries, but if, if you were to ask what can be productionized in the next 10 years, there's nothing coming down the pike that's anything beyond incremental. There's no battery revolution. And no and no, right. no roadmap funny. for one.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's not like batteries were invented yesterday. In fact, the Ford Model T uh, essentially buried Detroit Electric back in 1910 because uh, because it was uh, it was cheaper and it had longer range, and uh, you, you have the same you have the same equation today. Jack, this reminds me. Um, I'm 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 barely old enough to remember, but I but I grew up in a car family, and in the early 1970s, uh, auto racing went to pot, um, and uh, and so did the production automobile because of the uh, cafe laws and sort of the. The poster child of that era was the Ford Mustang II. All of a, all of a sudden, Ford, went the, the Mustang, went from this fire-breathing V8 monster to a fuel-sipping uh, coupe built on the Pinot chassis. And I, I, I think it was emblematic of, of the, uh, the 1970s retreat of automakers. And you're describing a retreat here in the 2020s, Uh, And it seems like the Dodge Hellcat may be the poster child for this era.
6: Well, I agree with that, uh, Mr. Payne. And also, the the thing, that 70s situation you described that I, I lived through as well, you know, I was in gas lines in Baltimore in 1977, and... The problem with that is, as, as you recall, the way that was solved was through the miracle of computer-controlled fuel injection that made it possible to, to meet emissions, to have drivability, to have all these great things that we take for granted in something like the Hellcat, which is 797 horsepower, and you can start it in a 15-degree day in Detroit and drive away without so much as counting to 10. And the, the miracle of that Has conditioned people to think, well, if the government makes a mandate, then the automakers will just, they'll just figure it out like they did in the 70s. And what we tend to forget is two things. One is that we knew the science of lean burn, of emissions compliance, all of that was pretty well understood. What was missing was a way to make it affordable. So it was the presence of affordable chips in towards the EEC and uh, the Delco controls that made it possible. So we knew what to do. We just didn't know if we could afford to do it. So uh, what we're facing now is completely different, and it's that, as uh, the great uh, Donald Rumsfeld once said, the unknowns are unknown. We have no idea what it will take to get to these batteries, and we have no idea how long it will take to make them right. And The idea that the government can simply mandate EVs and the automakers are going to do it the way they pulled a rabbit out of the hat in, you know, circa 1985. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's irrational. It's, you know, we say, uh, everybody says you have to follow the science, right? Well, the the science says that the next generation of batteries is only 30% better. And if you don't keep them rigid, rigidly temperature controlled, they tend to burst into flames at inopportune moments. And that's that's the science. If you want to follow the science, it says that there's no there's no path forward right now.
1: Yeah, and ultimately you have to sell, sell these vehicles. That, yeah, and you have to sell these vehicles to customers. And currently, uh, this is three uh, percent of the market. Uh, Tesla owns. 80% of that market and half of it is in California. So, uh, you yeah, know, the path to the customer is curious. I'm, I, I, I want to hone in on the, the Hellcat, Jack, because the, the Hellcat seems to me a curious vehicle for Dodge to discontinue. I know every automaker wants to get into EVs, they want to present new EVs, but the, the Hellcat, as you write in your column in Haggerty, has been an extraordinarily successful model. And it's just the first generation. Why? Why? Uh, why do you think they're they're picking on the Hellcat?
6: Well, because it's politically embarrassing. And I'm gonna tell a, I'm gonna tell a story. I'm not gonna name names. I've you know spoken to some folks who worked for Chrysler, and what they explained to me was that it's always been the most difficult part about these Hellcats has always been getting them past you know, what we would not even the bean counters, let's call them the political correctness commissars. It's it's actually no trick to make seven hundred seven horsepower out of a fully built supercharged 6.2. The trick was in letting it get to a dealership. And the the thing about the people who run these automakers now, and I've met a bunch of them, and the last guy I met who wasn't like this was Bob Lutz, but these people are profoundly embarrassed to be in the car business. They wish they were anywhere else. They wish they were in tech, they wish they were at, at Google, they wish they were, you know, at Patagonia, you know, some some place where some place that's socially desirable. So, they're in the business of making these these dirty, smelly, you know, CO2-stealing cars, and it, that viewpoint affects how they look at the product. And that's why they're going to get rid of the Hellcat and do an EV, because <clears throat> that's what it isn't a matter of technical feasibility. It's not a matter of the Hellcat, you can't make Hellcats, or they can't make the Hellcat meet emissions. It's a matter of the people who run Stellantis and GM and Ford, they want to go to parties in New York, and they want to talk about electric vehicles. And they don't, wanna, they don't want somebody to walk up to them and say, well, don't you guys make that Demon? Don't you make the Camaro? Don't you make the Mustang? They, they wanna be able to say that they're falling in the line with everybody else. Uh, I believe that Stellantis could make the Hellcat for the next 15 years. And I think it can meet every emissions requirement that's being even thought about being laid against it for a cost that is a infinitesimal fraction of what it will take to build a performance dodge electric vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a curious, uh, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a curious uh, direction for a business when this vehicle is driving millions of people to your product uh, on the web. <laughs> I mean, there is there is there are a few vehicles that are uh, that are this popular on the web. Uh, Jack, can you hold on until after the break and and uh, we can talk some more cars? Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we'll be. We'll be right back here on Car Radio. You're on 9, 10 a.m. The Super Station.
2: Celebrate the holidays at the Small Businesses on Detroit's Historic Avenue of Fashion on Livernois. Fashion, art, beauty, and restaurants. Joe's Gallery. The Holiday Market at Joe's Cafe.
3: Micah Salon Boutique.
0: Times Time Square. Square. The Red Door.
3: Teaser's
2: Boutique. Crispy Addicts. Addicts. After you shop, relax. Motor City Brum works. Good times. Shop dine, Explore Livernois. Are you drowning in debt? Struggling just to make minimum payments? It's not your fault. Serious debt can happen to anyone, but there is hope. Our debt-free program has helped thousands of good people, just like you, eliminate their credit card debt. Call us today and we will dramatically reduce your credit card debt down to just a fraction of what you owe. The call is free. The consultation is free. Take control of your credit debt. Take control of your life again. Call now to see how our debt-free program can work for you. Call 800-872-5230. If you or a loved one underwent hernia
4: surgery between 2010 and 2016 and then suffered serious complications, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Complications associated with FISO mesh include chronic pain, infection, adhesions, mesh migration, reopening of the hernia, and other serious injuries. Call right now. Call 1-800-799-2091. Again, that's 1-800-799-2091. Attention! In July 2018, Bayer announced that it will be halting its sales of Assure. The Assure birth control may break or migrate after insertion, puncturing the fallopian tube, resulting in corrective surgery to remove the device. Thousands of women have reported debilitating health problems to the FDA. In April 2018, the FDA restricted sales of Assure to protect women
2: and required that patients receive risk information. Please call
3: 800-425-9539
4: 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566.
2: WADL gets a facelift and is now My38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8pm. Catch a two hour block of Law and Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You will get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My38.
1: Welcome back into Car Radio with Henry Payne. We're talking with Jack Baruth, columnist for Haggerty, about uh, the discontinuation of uh, Hellcat and, uh, and all things automotive. And, and uh, uh, Jack, you're uh, a longtime racer, longtime club racer. I, I think you've been in everything from BMWs to, uh, to uh, Spec Miatas. It looks like you've got a taste for a Radical recently. Is that correct?
6: Yes. Um, two years ago, somebody let me know about uh, an old little radical sports racer, a little prototype that a fellow was selling for $12,000, including the trailer, because it was a hopeless mess. And I went and bought it, and the, the for about a year, I said that um, the only decent thing I got out of that was the trailer. But... We've uh, we've rebuilt it and uh, just took a couple starts in it, and it's uh, a real joy to drive. Finally, after many fits, you know, after many false starts trying to get it to run, including swapping the engine and all sorts of stuff. So it's, uh, it's a real joy. Very different from the stuff that I've been racing before.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I race a uh, Lola 90, which is uh,
6: oh my uh, gosh,
1: which is. Yeah, it used to be in the uh, SECAS two class, and now it's all come down into uh, vintage racing. But just just a blast! Uh, tremendous uh, as a, a tremendous monocoque, aluminum monocoque chassis, very stiff, uh, a, a very quick uh, car. Um, so, what do you? Uh, yeah, what's your experience been with the uh, Radical, and and, uh, and where are you racing it?
6: Well, I was able to get it get it out twice this year before the season ended at mid Ohio and at Nelson Ledges, uh, up there Cleveland. And running actually with some guys in the in the S two thousands. You know, those that's uh, um, still a class. Actually, I I have to tell you something funny if you have a second. I there were two guys in the S two thousand class at mid Ohio, they're both over eighty years old. And both still racing. <laughs> And this was the best part. One of them was griping to me about the other guy, how he'd crashed him. And he was he was going on and on about it and how this this SOB, you know. And I said, when did this happen? I thought he was going to say 1982 or something. He said, no, this was last year. So he leaves, and then the other guy stops by and says, oh, yeah, you know that, that guy? You know, he got in my way a year ago. And <clears throat> when I listened to the way these two 81-year-old guys hated each other's guts, it gave me... It gave me hope that I could continue to race for 30 more years with the same kind of energy they're bringing to it. Just goes to show that, um, you know, as, as long as you think you can do it, you probably can.
1: <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, and that's and that's the great thing about uh, uh, racing these days. There, there are so many avenues uh, that you can get into it. I mean, uh, are there are there any number of uh, 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 clubs. Uh, club entries through SBRA or BSCDA or SCCA. I mean, I I, I, I love that about, uh, about racing today. Uh, that that uh, uh, you can go to Nelson Ledges, which is a you know classic called the club track, but uh, club racers like you and I can also get on these big tracks like Mid Ohio that uh, the IndyCar guys race.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you know, I'm gonna this is prejudicial, but I'm gonna say below what you and I do. You know, you have the street tire Enduros, the, the Champ Car, um, the AER, the World Racing League, and all that. And because those, those events are so profitable and the sanctions are so profitable, you know, they're running events at Laguna Seca, at Daytona, you know, places that, you know, for, have often been difficult for club racers to get into just because of the cost of getting on track. And yeah. you know their, their business model is so much better than SCCA's that it's no hassle for them to rent Daytona for a weekend for a race, which is astounding to me. That somebody will let you buy you know a, a 20-year-old Civic on street tires, throw a cage in it from you know out of Summit Racing out of a of mail order, and go run the high bank at Daytona.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's extraordinary. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful world. So, um, so how, how would you rate the radical for somebody who's looking to get into sports car racing, as opposed to uh, as opposed to track car or or GT racing? Is is a radical a good way, good affordable way to get in?
6: Uh, I'm going to say no. I think the I will, I will say is I probably have the cheapest radical in North America, and judging by the people I see on social media, I also have the lowest income of any Radical owner in North America. A lot of these guys are spending a quarter million dollars a year on running the cars. I, I have $25,000 in it, top to bottom, including the trailer. And uh, it's, it's a real joy to race, but I will, I will say this. It's also it's exceptionally physically demanding. You know, it will corner at 2G. The steering wheel is eight inches across. Um, I actually broke my wrist racing at Waterford Hills the week before I took the Radical out. And I had my wrist literally duct taped under my glove. Um, and every time the FCC scrutineer went by me, I, you know, acted like I needed to do something with my left hand so they couldn't see the duct tape. So it um, it's physically difficult to drive, and it's you can get in a lot, you can get in big hurry, you can get in a big trouble really fast. The the class set is, is really great, and since you're Detroit area, I want to mention this. My friend Alexander De La Torre is uh, doing a vintage Stuck Racer Ford series at Waterford Hills, and I don't. Mm-hmm. You remember those? You remember when you started? It was probably Sports Reno. They were calling it then, wasn't, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, and, and Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex is a good friend, and yeah, I'm uh, glad to hear he's. Uh, i glad to hear he's doing well there, at Waterford.
6: Yeah, he's got about 10 guys out there running, and you have a choice. You can run the Renault cars or the Ford cars. He's buying them. He's got people who are buying them for six to $8,000. You put $2,000 worth of safety equipment in them. You can run the same tires and brakes all season. It's $300 to enter for a week and or weekend, and I did it. I ran with Alex and those guys, and we had we had a ball. I mean, I had a guy loop in front of me and hit me, and I broke my wrist. But I was having a great time right up until then. And um, that 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 is a, a lot more approachable than the radical. The, the difficulty with the radical is just the, the pace that it will make. And um, you know, I, I think I ran a 109 Nelson Wedes last month, which is faster than, you know, if you were to go buy a new Porsche GT2 and run it around there, I don't think you'd hit a 109. So it, it yeah. um, everything happens in kind of a big hurry in front of you. And what's been the difficulty for me so far is they put us with the open wheelers, the, the Formula Enterprises, the Formula Atlantic guys, and you really have to be careful. You know, if I bump these guys, it stuffs my body work, but it's a real problem for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're they, yeah they're, they're they're quick. Yeah, the formula guys are different than the radicals. A very quick car, as you as you say. But have, have fun with that, Jack, and and uh, and keep the pressure on the Hellcat, Larry. We 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 got to keep we got to keep these V8s around.
6: Well, I'll, I'll I'll say something is that it's you know people always say write your congressman or whatever, but if if you want to make a difference. Every, every automaker in America, as you know, listens to the dealers first and foremost. They're the real customers. And if you're thinking about a new car, if you're having your car serviced or whatever, it's worthwhile talking to the, the general manager or the dealer principal and just reiterating that that this is what you're willing to buy and this is what you're not willing to buy. And if the dealers across the country are really, really forthright with the manufacturers, they have to listen because you know, it's it's one thing to mandate the EVs, but if the dealers won't place an order, then look at all those guys who turned uh, turned in their Cadillac dealer franchises last month rather than accept the mandatory EV uh, purchase. Yeah. So that kind of stuff yeah. makes a difference.
1: Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, they've got to sell cars. Jack, thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend.
6: Thanks for your time, sir. Love listening to you, and uh hope to talk to you again.
1: Upstanding. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to talk with Dan Calhoun now, who I uh, sat down with out in California with the new Honda Civic Si. Here's Dan Calhoun, product manager for this new Si.
5: All right, this is Henry Payne for 9:10 A.M. The Superstation uh, out in Malibu, California. Nice place to be in November at Neptune's Net, famous uh, famous restaurant out here. On the coast, uh, but um, I'm testing a new Honda Civic Si, and where this car is really good is up in the mountains, above Malibu. This is a sensational car. I'm joined by Dan Calhoun, who's a senior product planner for the Civic line, and uh, Dan, we, we, the, the the base Civic's really good. But uh, motorheads like me, we we we, we don't a, a civic isn't complete until we till we, still, we see an S I model, and it's great to be in this car. Yeah, that that's true. The enthusiasts, I
3: mean, this is what they've been looking for. I mean, I done, you know, we launched the, the the sedan, we launched the hatchback, and you know I'm constantly being asked, when's S I coming? When's S I coming? So we finally got it here. We're really excited. and We're glad to have everyone here to to get a first chance to really drive this car.
5: Yeah, and and uh, traditionally, you've got the original 1986 uh civic si here a little two-door and we were talking about this earlier but i think this is the first time you guys have gone uh to a uh, gone away from the two-door and and offering only four door in this car uh and it feels just as nimble as ever
3: yeah i mean you know that's just kind of the decision that's the way kind of we've seen the market go i mean when we did the 10th generation civic we had a sedan and we had a a coupe at the same at the same time and you know you're just seeing the trends in the industry you know we've seen the move to the SUVs and, and things of that nature so I mean I, we still have a lot of confidence in Honda that cars are still very very important so our Civic and our core lineups are, are super strong but you know again you think the, the coupe market's really kind of tapered off um, and so we've decided we just come out with a, with a sedan we yeah. can still get that great I mean the great styling we still get great handling so everything you can get in a coupe but just a little more practicality and versatility yeah it's
5: uh and 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 like i say you don't really notice the the difference maybe once upon a time the uh two doors and the four doors felt different but the 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 chassis and suspensions now are are so good they're so stiff that uh it's hard to tell a difference yeah that's true
3: i mean this car i mean it's amazing the uh the the base sedan as we as we talked about before
1: is phenomenal we all right, well, listen to do the rest of that tape on the other side of the break.
7: The following message has been brought to you by the doctors of Horsley foot and ankle.
2: Thick, dark, fungus nails? We treat that. Those hideous bunions and hammer tones?
7: We treat that.
2: What about those thick corns and calluses?
7: We treat that too.
2: I suffer from foot pain and pain.
7: We treat that.
2: Even falls, breaks, and sprains?
7: We most definitely treat that.
2: Let the board certified podiatrists of Horsley foot and ankle surgeons treat all your foot and ankle needs. Call us today at 248 559 5200. That's 248-559-5200. Foot & Ankle is Metro Detroit's premier foot and ankle specialist. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Diabetic feet? We treat that. Painful legs and cramps? We treat that. Numbness and tingling? We treat that too. Horsley Foot and Ankle treats it all. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200.
4: Log on to HorsleyFoot.com for more info.
7: Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux, that's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100. Or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99 with free lifetime guarantee. Order now. You can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now.
4: Call 1-800-638-2619 to get your Atomic Beam USA. Call now or go to AtomicBeam.com. So call 1-800-638-2619. Deluxe version available. Order now.
1: Welcome back to Car Radio. We continue with our interview with Dan Calhoun, Honda Civic SI product chief.
3: changes on everything, whether it. so it's the stiffness of the car, you know, the rigidity, the, the chassis, the suspension. Everything really makes this car really a dynamic dynamo, so to speak. And then and, and SI, we actually enhance upon that. So, again, this car really delivers. And I think when you, you had your chance to drive it through the twisties, you could really experience what this car is all about.
5: Yeah, and it's uh, the and the base car is very good. Uh, talk about the SI and what you what you guys do with it uh, to make it different from the SI, beginning with the manual transmission. Yeah, man, the, the SI has always had a manual transmission,
3: so over the the course of you know, it's life, we've never gone away from that. And it's it's kind of what the enthusiasts expect from us. I mean, when, when you look at what our customers want, uh, one of the key things we're really excited about the SI is, is the manual transmission. And not just because it's manual, because it's such an amazing manual transmission, very short throws. It's just read really out about being a driver's car. So that's a that's a big piece of it. And we no longer offer it on the sedan. So to get the manual out, you'd have to come to an SI.
5: Yeah, and, and, uh, and that's the only, um Transmission offered uh, here. It's very good. Uh, I I think this is one of the best uh, Manuals in the business. I I drive Porsches regularly uh, VW Golf GTI is a competitor and uh, I I think this really is uh, One of the best manuals. Is that something that you guys really spend a lot of time on? Yeah, the team. I
3: mean, they focus on that. This was a big, a big component of this car. Again, it's all about the driving experience. That what is what is a performance? What does an enthusiast driver really look for? And again, as you mentioned before, with when it comes to chassis, suspension, steering, but that that manual transmission is really key because that's all about you. You're constantly using it, In fact, other than the steering wheel, that's the thing you're basically touching the most. So it's all that experience and how that feels, and that's what really makes this such an overall great. Um, just a great experience to, to, to enjoy
5: it, it, you know it's interesting uh, there's a28 thousand dollar car I think the uh, base Civic starts at 22 uh, 23 uh, the base car starts at 21 so I mean, 21, yeah. nine yeah, 21, yeah. Nine, so. so yeah a, a lot of value in this car and it's interesting as you go through the uh, specs there's so much standard on this car but you guys are pulling in technology to this car that um, uh, you really expect a luxury car. You got rev matching uh, with this with this manual transition, and you have a standard state safety suite uh, suite in a twenty eight thousand dollar car that into- includes adaptive cruise control and blind spot. Yeah, that's true. We we pretty much loaded
3: this car up. I mean, it's a. Uh it's the best of both worlds. This is the best-equipped SI we've ever made. So not only is it performance, but you also get a lot of uh, great features on the cars. You mentioned we have blind spot, we have the rear cross traffic, we have a Bose premium twelve-speaker audio system, which is really great. And then mm-hmm. again, talk about what the young people like, I and mean, that really resonates. We've got you know, a nine-inch touchscreen. We've had the wireless CarPlay and Android that you had mentioned. Um, we have a moonroof standard on the car, and then we have our whole. You talk about the safety suite of of technologies, which is you have your adaptive cruise. control. Control, you have your lane keep assist, your lane departure warning, um, so it's again very very well equipped and, and this MSRP starts at 27.3 and then when you add D&D you get just over like 28.3 but what the other thing you do is you had an all uh, summer tire on it there's only $200 option uh-huh. so you have your mud and snows, and then when summer comes on, if you want to add summer tires only $200 option for your all four tires so that's another great uh, kind of a piece that you can add to this car to make the performance even better.
5: Yeah and I think uh, for this customer uh, that's what's really brilliant is as you look at uh, uh, you look at a twenty-eight thousand dollar car, or you look at a luxury car that's maybe forty uh, grand, and you say, "Well, that's not really the price. I got to load all this stuff onto it." You can really get this car for under twenty-nine thousand dollars with all this safety equipment on it. Uh, as you say, you can option the summer tires. I think this uh, cool pla- uh, paint. We've got the, the uh, Blazing Orange is another 400 bucks. But you, you can you can come into this car and, and get all of these features for under 29,000 bucks. Yeah, that's true, and it's, it's a great. I mean, the, the thing about this car
3: is it's such a great value. You, you can use it in an everyday driver, and it's very practical. So, a young person that really wants something, but they want to have a little they want have a little bit more than just a basic car. It, it's great fuel economy. Um, it's, it's, again, to your point, affordable. It's easy to drive. You can have it on the freeway and it's just like driving a normal, like your normal everyday commuter. But then when you really want to get out to the twisties or take this car and enjoy it, it really delivers for you. So, and again, so it's very practical,
5: very economical, um, just an
3: overall great, great buy.
5: Yeah. It's interesting. I, I've got a 2006 um, a 2006 uh, uh, Civic um, and, and I think this is my favorite Civic since that generation. Um, that had a VTEC motor in it. It uh, had a lot of character to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the cam changed over 6,000 RPM. It uh, really started to scream. Uh, I think it was an 8,000 RPM uh, engine, made about 200 horsepower, just like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about how the drive that the drivetrain philosophy has changed from that 2006 generation car to this turbocharged car. Yeah, the, the key thing about the turbochargers
3: was great about them as you can get a lot of power from a small displacement, Um, and one thing about this car is we actually broadened the the, uh, overall power band, so actually we brought it down so the torque actually kicks in really quickly, so you get to enjoy that, and then as you talk about the top of the range, we've actually got it where it kicks in between 6,000 and 6,500 RPM, it actually is continuing the high output, so we've really enhanced that, Um, but the other great thing about the turbos is they gave great fuel economy, And, and that's very key in today's market, I mean you see in California here we're almost $5 a gallon. Which is just you know crazy, crazy prices, and they keep going up. So yeah. that's where really the turbos are so great. If you get a naturally aspirated, you know, car that's that's kind of putting out the same kind of output, you you're sacrificing five or six. MPG typically, so the, the turbo's really the best of both worlds. They've done a great job with, you know, back in the day There might be a turbo leg or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You just don't experience that now. Yeah. It really, it's really good.
5: Sorry. As, as, as you said, um, uh, the, the, the market has gone to SUVs, um, but but th- this, this car seems to be in a sweet spot. I mean, this is an enthusiast sweet spot. I've been impressed by how many manufacturers have stayed here. VW Golf GTI, uh Hyundai's brought in their in brand in the um, in the Veloster and the Elantra. Uh, you guys have been here a long time yep. in this space. Um, where, do, you, do you see this as a, as a as a as a very strong uh asset to to the company this uh, SI enthusiast space?
3: Yeah, the SI the SI and the Type R both.
5: These are these cars, you know, there's just something
3: about they bring in such a strong halo effect for our brand. I mean, it it it, it it helps show Honda's engineering prowess. I mean, you get out and you drive this car, and you're like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Driving through the twisties. So it really does carry over to the entire Civic brand. And, and you know, again, you get the people that drive this car. They really are ambassadors. The, the enthusiasts get out. They tell their friends. They tell other people. They blog about it. They talk about it. So it does really elevate our overall Civic and in Honda in general. Yeah. So so it's everybody knows about it. an S I is.
5: Uh, last question for you. The uh, you guys bring in a coupe. Uh, or not a coupe a a hatchback um, with with the uh, uh, close to the entry-level car you do a hatchback in the top level civic the type r Mm -hmm. Uh, the si you choose to do a sedan Um, what what do you hear from customers in that regard sedan versus hatchback
3: you know they're they're a little bit unique different customers Um, hatchback people really don't necessarily look at sedans they're kind of they have their own kind of a mentality Uh, they're a little bit they have a tendency to be a little bit more looking for a little more sportiness maybe a little more style and that's where the kind of the the coupe went away. is the the hatchback kind of fills that role because it kind of has a perception of being even a a sportier attribute Um, the si fits perfectly within the sedan side because we don't have a sedan uh, manual transmission on the base car so it's that kind of that performance car and then the hatchback we do have a manual transmission on our sport and our sport touring So that kind of fills the bridge then prior to going up to the Type R. So we we look at it in in the way of the SI fits perfectly within the sedan, and the Type R fits perfectly within the hatchback.